0: Two, three, go! Okay. Welcome to Sports Med Res' This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past week, we had five posts on sportsmedres.org. That's R-E-S dot These posts were part of a five-part series related to Tommy John surgery. We invited their author, Ryan Paul, to discuss these posts with us. Ryan, thanks for joining us this week. It's a pleasure to have you. And I appreciate you taking the time to write the post for the Tommy John surgery series that you provided. And what I'd like to do since today we're releasing the part five of your series on uh, kind of summarizing the four other articles that you had uh, written up, I kind of wanted to use this podcast as an opportunity to kind of step back and see um, what kind of caught your attention and Maybe let's start with, um, what drew your attention to this area as an area that you thought warranted a course medicine research series?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun making these posts. So I've played baseball my whole life and though I didn't hear too much, I occasionally heard the whole Tommy John surgery, people thinking it might actually be better. And even though I assumed that wasn't true, I had those, uh, statements going around when I was young. And then when I got to college, one of the first studies I worked on was a systematic review of these things. So when it came time to write these posts, I, I thought it was a great experience because I've been on the player side hearing these things and I've been on the research side looking at all these papers.
0: So from the, you picked a great set of articles that I think really provide some interesting take-home messages that perhaps dispel some people's misbeliefs. Um, What do you think are the key take-home messages from your perspective?
1: Yeah, So for people that think that UCL reconstruction is a magic surgery that strengthens the arm and makes people throw faster, we see that that's not true. But for those in the field that are wondering how effective UCL reconstruction is, we see that it is a pretty effective surgery. For it being a surgery that used to be career-ending even just 30, 40 years ago, now seeing return to play rates of between 80 and 90% is pretty effective but also there is still room for improvement.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting, you know, this is one of those procedures where the original goal was to get somebody back to play that might not have been able to play at all and it's conver- changed over the years to oh this could potentially improve your performance. So it's co- interesting how like the purpose of the surgery or the view of the surgery has evolved over time. And these Articles that you picked kind of argue nicely that, you know, it's good at what it was supposed to do. So we should have probably more realistic expectations. Is that kind of um, where you're going at with these?
1: Yeah, especially the second post, I think, uh, shows that it, it shows that they actually perform better the first season after surgery, but I think that there's a big effect of how they manage the pitchers the first year after surgery, because if I'm a coach and I have a relief pitcher who just got Tommy John surgery, if he was a closer, I may use him in less stressful situations such as a sixth or seventh inning or when the bottom of the order is up. So looking at the stats solely based on one season like that is sometimes misleading, but then we see the second year and third year after surgery that players who got surgery with their – age match controls actually perform equally. So it's not making players pitch better, but they're not pitching worse. So yeah, it is doing exactly what it was supposed to do.
0: I think the other interesting thing that came out in your post was, you know, I always had this picture of um, Tommy John surgery as a procedure that we need to really focus on with the pitchers. Um, But you had that one study, I think it was Camp and colleagues that showed, you know, catchers are really, affected by the UCL procedure. And, you know, it's not a population I would have thought of, but definitely seems to be one that going forward, I would pay more attention to.
1: Yeah, I thought this was a very surprising study. And they included, I think, 47 catchers. So it's pretty powerful too, but to find a return to play rate more than twice as low as pitchers, pitchers usually being around 80 to 90%, but the catchers were only... 59, 60%. Yeah, they, they are involved in the whole game. They're throwing the ball back after every pitch. And unlike a starting pitcher who only pitches once every five days, they might they could play every day. And most catchers are getting 100 to 120 starts per year. So they're getting a lot more time throwing the baseball than mosters. The
0: other thing I noticed with a lot of these studies are centered around um, professional baseball so i was wondering if you had a sense on you know what does the literature look like in a younger baseball player and um what do we do like how do we interpret or how do we potentially carry some of this information into like our high school or uh, club baseball teams
1: yeah i i haven't seen much about return to play at a younger age luckily with major league baseball and professional baseball it's publicly available and it's kept track of in databases but You don't have that same level of surveillance with the younger population. But for those that are trying to implement this in the younger population, I would definitely uh, suggest some caution. Professional players have great strength and conditioning and physical therapists and a lot of resources to make sure they rehabilitate optimally. But young players, they don't have these resources and they're growing and there's Pressure to pitch really often, a lot of pitches, a lot, a high frequency. So that can also harm their rehabilitation as well.
0: Yeah, and I thought it was interesting. One of your posts that you noted that you know sometimes the improvement we observe in, or we think we see in pitchers after Tommy John surgery might be just because of them maturing. You know, like the effect of these kids getting older each season could be affecting our perception of the benefit of the surgery in some ways. That was an interesting point.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's true of surgery and even just uh, training programs. So if you have a pitcher who's 12 years old, who gets Tommy John surgery and then is pitching again a year and a half later, he might've grown six inches in that time and put on a lot of muscle mass, 10, 15 pounds of muscle mass. But that's the same with the training program. So sometimes young athletes, they, Go through a training program they might gain five miles an hour in half a year but a couple of those mi- miles per hour may be contributed to just that random four inch growth cert
0: so before we wrap up is there any other take-home messages that you'd like to deliver to clinicians or to any baseball players that might be listening
1: one thing for analyzing the studies that i found while doing preparing these blog posts as well is the the importance of rate stats, because after UCL reconstruction, pitchers often have a a significant decrease in workload. They throw fewer pitches, they throw fewer innings, and because of that, a lot of stats may automatically drop down. If you're throwing fewer innings, you're going to have less wins, you're going to have less strikeouts. But to look at what I call rate statistics, things like earned run average, walks and hits per innings pitched, strikeouts per nine innings, walks per nine innings, you're seeing it as a, a rate per workload. So if you see differences in rate stats, that's a little more significant because you're not having that confounding variable of a significant decrease in workload. But, yeah, the main takeaway, I think, is that the surgery isn't magical like some had previously thought, but it is pretty effective in getting you back to play.
0: Great. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate you taking the time today to talk about the Tommy John surgery series that you provided. And I appreciate the articles. They were really interesting Uh, from my perspective. I hope our readers really enjoy them. Thank you. Thank you. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice CEUs, then please check out our six online evidence-based practice courses available through the Human Kinetics website. We will have links to our summaries and the courses on our website and in our show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one.